I believe we are all here with great purpose and you deserve to live your best life. What I've discovered on this journey is that our realities are a manifestation of what's going on on the inside. I had reached this point in life where I deeply, deeply questioned, what is my purpose? And there was this voice in my head that said, you're not worthy. Once I made the courageous decision to change, that's when everything shifted. And then there was this confidence that spilled over into all areas of my life, into my relationships, my businesses, and I even became a better mother. My motto, you have everything inside of you to create the life that you want. Welcome to Creatrix, the transformative show that is all about you. This intriguing program will empower you to create and activate the precise dream-filled life you desire. And now, the host of Creatrix, Amira Mondin. Good morning. Good morning, my powerful creators, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Creatrix, creating the life that you want. And yes, I am your host, Amira Mondin. And like I always say, you can also call me Lotus. Why? Why? Why is my higher self named Lotus? Because I empower you to rise above your circumstances to reign in life. And that is exactly what we are going to do today on this show. I am so very, very excited uh, about today's show because we are talking about money. And if you're following me on Instagram or Facebook, you know that we have been leading up to this and we've been leading up to it with the show. You know, in fact, last week we talked about the science of creating what you want And in the science of that creation, you know, we talked about how success leads clues and that if you pay close attention, if you follow the breadcrumbs and connect the dots, you will find and create the success that you seek because we live in a world of immutable laws. And that has been the whole point of this series. And as we come to the final weeks of these 13 week series, we are now moving into the manifestation and the metaphysics and the laws around the creation of money. Because if it's one thing that we really want to master, we want to master money. Money is our partner. Money is an energy. And we are going to be talking about that today. And you know what else is really interesting? You know, when I think about how today's show came to be, you guys know that I am always, always talking about our ability to unlock our innate power to create what we want. And as I was thinking about the show, I was in what I like to call my mind palace. One of my very good friends, we talk about being in the mind palace where you go, that special place to create and to dream and to imagine the things that you want to send out that vibration that comes back to you, creating the very thing that you are thinking about. So as I was thinking about this show, I was like, you know, when we get into money, I really want an expert. But, you know, I don't want just any expert because People are always talking about money. I want one that practices these universal laws. And you guys, I got to tell you, it was no more than maybe 24 hours later. I was on Instagram and I connected with a beautiful woman who was like telling me about her husband, uh, who is 
Pretty awesome. I'm going to introduce him. So that's how this show came to be, my guest today. My guest today is Thomas DeShooter, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear from him. So let me give you a little bit of background about him, because when we start talking about money, you know, I love I love some of the quotes I posted on my Facebook page. You know, money isn't everything. It's not everything. But as Zig Ziglar says, it's right up there with oxygen. Money can't talk. But it sure can hear. And we're going to talk to you over this two-part series and teach you how to tune in to money because it's listening to you and it's listening to everything that you think about and everything that you say about it. So let me bring you my special guest. My special guest is Thomas DeShooter. And Thomas is a financial strategist. He's the CEO of Bloom Strategies Financial Services. He's a speaker. He's a wonderful, wonderful family man, and he's the host of Voice America's Money, Mindset, and Love. He's the author of the book, Bloom Your Money, Bloom Your Life, and he has over two decades of experience in the financial services industry. He's committed to all people, all people achieving sustainable wealth and empowering individuals to live their lives in flow. He is a current student of Unity Worldwide Ministries, where he's assisting people with creating transformation in their lives, and he believes that you are your most valuable asset. Now, he also believes that abundance and wealth are so much more than money, and he is what I like to call an AAM, an Awakened Alpha Male. So please join me in welcoming to the show Thomas DeShooter. Thomas, how are you today? (laughs) <laughs> well, I was doing really well, and now I'm awesome. I have never <laughs> been referred to as an AAM before, but I love that. I've never heard that. That is so amazing. I'm bringing that back to my men's group. Uh, I'm in a group called Being Man. I'm bringing AAM back with me to our next uh, our next uh, mastermind. <laughs> I love it. Bring it back, because you are. I mean, in our initial conversations, uh, you know, the, the fact that you are awakened to the power, the innate power that's within you. It is activated. It is working. And in your business, you utilize the immutable laws of the universe, the metaphysics around money, and the practical applications. So I am so very honored, actually, to have you on the show. And so I know we have so much to cover. Can we just jump right on in? Yeah, yeah, you know, there was a couple of things you said right off the top, Amara, that just, um, you know, firm, these are like, these are like foundational truths now in my life, and they weren't always there. Like, these, these things weren't always present to me. Um, and let me rephrase that, actually. They're always there, we're just not present to them. But you said something right off the top that, that intrigued me, which was, and this is how I view it, is the universe is always listening. All of our thoughts... The stuff that we focus on is what is happening in our lives, and the universe is always listening to us. And the more energy we give thoughts or words or feelings, the more we create that in our lives. And so, you know, one of the lessons I've learned, and it's taken me a long time to learn this, but one of the lessons I've learned is the power of controlling my thoughts and emotions and putting energy and force behind the things that I want in my life because I am the master creator of my life. That's right. And so it all starts with my mind and my thought process and where I am within myself. That's so wonderful. Now, you just said that it took you some time to arrive at this place. 
can you take us back and tell us, you know, what that journey was about? A little bit about your background and and really how you arrived at what you just stated. Will you share that with us, please? Yeah. So, you know, and thank you for asking. Yeah. You know, I was raised in a beautiful, loving, caring family. I have nothing but um, admiration and respect for the life that I have because of my parents and the love and the unconditional love, really, that they gave me. And I was also raised in, um, you know, going to church on, on Sunday mornings. And it was very much um, a foundation in our home to go to church on Sunday. And the belief was, you know, in a traditional um, Catholic concept, right, of, of religion, so an organized religion. And uh, I took a lot from that, but I have to admit that I was always confused um, by it, and, and I could never put my finger on it. And what's funny to me is my name is Thomas, and my mother used to say to me that I was named after the um, the disciple Thomas, the unbelieving mm-hmm. Thomas. She used doubting to Thomas. French, so <laughs> doubting Thomas, right? And so we would always discuss, she would always wonder why I had doubts. And it's like, well, Mom, <laughs> you kind of named me after the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, there was a little, that was a small joke in the family. But uh, when I was about 18 or 19, I, I completely moved away from from church because I didn't get it. There was a piece missing for me, and I could never put my finger on it. And I was, you know, at that time in my life, I was a musician. I My goal was to make records and tour the world and, and create music. And so I went off on that venture and uh, pursued that. Now, I made a couple of albums, and I toured, but, you know, never reached the heights of Coldplay by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> so at some point, I uh, I started to withdraw from music, and right about that same time, I met the woman that you, that stumbled upon you on Instagram, my beautiful and amazing wife, mm-hmm. Leslie. And she introduced me to Angel Cards when we first started dating, she was also um, a fan of Tony Robbins, and I thought all of that stuff was like foo-foo. I had made the decision that that the ultimate rule out there was actually Star Wars, the Force, and the dark side, that everything else was nuts, and really all it was was that we either had the ability to do good in our lives or we had the ability to do terrible things in our lives, and we got to control that, and that's pretty much where I was. And then I read a few years ago, again, Leslie brought into our home... A Course in Miracles, mm. and she put it on the coffee table, and this is 2015. So, you know, we had been together almost, uh, well, 15 years, really, we had been married, and 17 years together, and there was no going to church in our home, there was no real discussion about religion, there's a little bit of discussion about spirituality. We had done the landmark form together, so we were good communicators in the house, we believed that we were in charge of our lives but nothing on a real spiritual sense. And then she brought that book into the house, and it started to inch its way close. It was like it moved across the coffee table towards me every time I sat down. And I opened it up uh, about two and a half years ago. I opened it up, and I read four pages, the first Mm -hmm. four pages, and I had an epiphany that I had collapsed all of my belief about religion and organized religion and man's influence on it with the teachings of the Bible and mainly the, the teachings of Jesus and and the philosophies. And I had combined them into one and made them all wrong. And in that moment, I realized, oh, there's actually two pieces here, and I can choose to 
honor one of them and honor the fact that I don't believe in organized religion and, and a God outside of us. And that is where the journey began for me. So I've, I've since read A Course in Miracles twice. And when I say read, it takes, you know, it took me a year to read it once because it's like a mind melt. It's, you know, the way it's worded, it, you really have to give it substance. And uh, that started me on this journey. I, I decided that um, Leslie had picked up the book at a Unity Spiritual Center where in, our, in our hometown of Nanaimo. And I thought, you know what, if they have this book here, they might be the kind of place that I would relate to. So we went on a Sunday and uh, literally have been going there ever since. And within about four months of going on a regular basis, I had, you know, I was sitting in the first row because I like to be up front. And I just had this epiphany again that, you know what, I want to become a licensed minister. I want to understand this work at the deepest level. And so I will enroll myself on that journey. And... You know, here's where I am today, running mm, my business. And, having and a so now you're, you're approaching that. So, Thomas, this is really interesting because when you said that you were you were going to church, you're in the Catholic Church, but you were confused by it, and you said you just didn't get it and you couldn't put your finger on it. Have you arrived now at the point where you were able to put your finger on what exactly it was that you were confused by or that you didn't get? Yeah, for me, it was the uh, it was the idea that that God was outside of me, that God was jealous, that there were rules and regulations around how I had to act, and that I was being judged. And I didn't understand when the lessons are, "Thou shalt not judge," but somehow I'm being judged, and at some point I'm going to have to, you know, go pay my dues somewhere for all the things that I've either done good in my life or done wrong in my life. And I just didn't understand that. I could never understand that concept. It never resonated with me. What resonates with me is that heaven and, if you'll pardon the expression, hell, are here on earth right now as we live our lives. We can either be in a place of absolute joy and abundance or we can be in a place of suffering. And it's right here, right now, where we are within ourselves. And that's our choice. That is what is true for me. And that that is our choice. That is our choice, whether or not you live in heaven on earth right now or you live in hell on earth right now. Yeah, yeah. You believe that's our choice? Our life experience is that. For for me, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that everybody has to be that way, but that's what resonates for me. That's how I now conduct myself. And so as you made this, and this is really interesting, and I'm, I'm going to go a little deep here because I know we have listeners, and in my coaching practice, I talk to people about this all the time. As you're moving into uh, awakening, or as you are starting to recognize that innate power within you, and if you've been conditioned, and you've been conditioned by the rules, and by the beliefs that are embedded in your subconscious mind through repetition, there literally is a struggle. And there is this gap between what you feel and what you know and what you are being awakened to versus what you've been conditioned to believe and what you've been taught. So, Thomas, when that was happening for you, because you said you can't, grew up in a loving family and the Catholic Church was what you were, what you were taught, how did you handle that transition? And what did your family say when you said, you know what, I'm going to break away and um, I am going to explore this from a different standpoint? How did that happen for you? Um, yeah, so there was never, I don't get the sense that there was ever judgment 
by my family when I stepped away. Because, you know, there's, let's be clear, that was 18, 19 years of age. And, you know, by the age of 50, I was still in my world of, you know, the Star Wars theology of Star Wars, right? That there's like the good side and the dark side. So all of that time in between, I was still a very spiritual person. Like, let's, let's be clear, I loved being alive. I've always been a glass half full kind of person. I've never been on, you know, on a real low uh, downward spiral in any sense. So I've always had this sense of being a good person and wanting the best things for myself and for others, but I just didn't have a faith that I followed per se. And there was no pressure from my family at all about it. There was maybe a little bit of disagreement. I do know, um, you know, my father passed away in 2007, and I, I wish he was here today to, to share this with me, to share this journey I'm on, and I'd love to know what he would think. But him and I would have these discussions, and I would say, you know, I'm never going back to the church, ever. You know, I'm done with that. And he would go, someday, son, you will be back. And I used to laugh at that. And now I look at it and I go, you know, he was right. He just you know, probably wasn't right in the way he was thinking it, but he is right in the sense that I have come back in a way to an, a deeper understanding that works for me, mm-hmm. if I will. Mm-hmm. That is that is beautiful. And so in that deeper understanding and now um, being a student of Unity Worldwide Ministries, you are now incorporating all of this into your business and your practice as a financial strategist and money and the universal laws of money and how money works and money being an energy. And so you know what, Thomas, we are going to take a, a quick break. And when we come back, you know, I would love to get into the metaphysics of money and how your new learnings and your new perspectives or your journey, essentially, your journey to where you are now how you utilize that to empower people and how to teach how you teach them to uh, manage their money. So we are going to talk about that when we come back. We are live with Thomas DeShooter and you are listening to Creatrix, creating the life that you want. We will be back in just a moment. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking, the grass is always greener on their side. Not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction. And that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and From the Inside Out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. 
Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you have audacious faith for your business? We help you to learn more about stepping out on faith to brand your business and yourself in today's crowded, competitive marketplace. Is your marketing plan in order? How do you set yourself apart? Audacious Faith for Your Business with host Dawn Jordan-Jones will teach you the methods that can make yourself and others aware of who you are. Audacious Faith for Your Business is broadcast live every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in and see your hard work pay off. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, that it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Creatrix, creating the life you want with Amira Mondin. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to Amira, A-M-Y-R-A, at amiramondin.com. Now... Back to Creatrix, creating the life you want. All right, welcome back. We are talking with Thomas DeShooter about the metaphysics of money, 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 money. So let's get into this, Thomas. Um, you know, I when I think about books that I've read, I was reading Wallace Waddles, The Science of Getting Rich. And the core message is always the same, whether it's Wallace Waddles, uh, Napoleon Hill, Earl Nightingale spoke of spoke of this. What is your position on the actual science and metaphysics as it applies to wealth creation? Um, well, let's start first with how I view money. And I'm actually, this is, uh, it's interesting because I had this notion of what money was before I ever started on the path with, with unity. And so Charles Fillmore wrote this um, incredible guide called The Revealing Word, and it's a dictionary of metaphysical terms. And it's something that I, uh, I frequently visit to get a deeper understanding of the metaphysics of things. So let's start off with, you know, I'll just read you the definition that I, that I have, which is that, first of all, money is a medium of exchange. It's a tool, right? That's all it is. Now, what it represents is something different in everybody's life. And so what we the power and the meaning that we give to money is, in fact, how money ends up showing in our lives. But really, at the end of the day, it's a medium of exchange. Why do we have it? Because trading chickens for ox is really difficult to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be walking around with a cart full of stuff that you can trade other people uh, because it's difficult. So we needed something that allowed us to uh, carry money around or carry a medium of exchange around that everybody would recognize that if I have a five and your $5 bill and my $5 bill, they have the exact same value. There's no change. There's no change in that valuation. And we can trust it. It's, uh, it's lightweight. It's easy to carry. We can move about the world and make exchanges. 
And so really, that's all that money is. Now, in the metaphysical world, you might take that a little different. It's an, uh, it also has an idea of prosperity. It's the materialization of spiritual substance. Money is a symbol that represents values in goods, land, or service. Substance in the form of money is given to us for constructive uses. Now, when you start visualizing money in a different sense than how most people view it, which is it's outside of us, it's something out there that I have to try to go get, Mm -hmm. as opposed to being something that you can attract into your life and carry around with you. And I'll just leave it with this idea, is how often have you, anybody out there listening, has have said to yourself, I don't have the money, I can't afford it, that's mm-hmm. too expensive. Mm-hmm. Any of those things, you start to take the power of money away from yourself. And you're now off the top of the show. I talked about how we think. Well, hey, if you're constantly saying to yourself, I don't have the money or I don't have any money, guess what's going to happen? You don't have any money. It's, it's, it's a self-prophesizing, right? It's basically mm-hmm. you're creating the space. The universe is always listening. It doesn't know the difference between a good thought or a bad thought. It's just showing up how you're operating. Right. Right. It just is, you know, and I always say that in my, I always say that, that the universe does not hear yes, it does not hear no, it just, it is. And whatever you're focused on will be the very thing that returns back to you. Okay, so Thomas, here's the hard part. Here's the hard part. How does someone who does not physically see money in their bank account, how do they reconcile that with the thoughts of, I don't have any. So if you're looking at it in reality, quote unquote reality, and you see your bank account and it does not reflect the amount of money that you want to say, well, I don't have any money. How how do people reconcile that? Because that's always the biggest thing because versus what we see, what we see versus what we know or what we're putting out there. How do you help people reconcile that? So there's a couple of things that always come up for me around this. And, and I have been there myself. I was mm-hmm. a musician. I lived mm-hmm. on $5 a day on the road. I had the conversation, I don't have any money. I used to, I used to travel in my band and open up the, uh, the newspaper to the stock pages back when the, the stocks were listed in uh, fractions. And I never understood any of it. I just I, And I'd be like, today I'm going to understand this. And I'd open it up and I'd look and I'd try to figure it out. And I was like, I don't get any of this stuff. I don't know what they're talking <laughs> about in the stock market. So it's funny to me that I ended up in that profession because I came from a place of absolute zero knowledge to the knowledge I have today. But it takes work. It takes training your own thought system. And it takes time. It's not, you know, one of the things... That I, that I picked up from Think and Grow Rich, um, and you mentioned Napoleon Hill, is, is the training of the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. It's how are we talking to ourselves? What is the first thing we do in the morning? What is the last mm-hmm. thing we do before we go to bed at night? What are the thought systems that we are generating within ourselves? Because as we turn the ship around, and it does take time to turn the ship around, so there's no quick fix. 
There's no, hey, I see my bank account is empty and, um, you know, I'm just going to wish for money to show up and it's magically going to show up. It's not, you know, it's not going to work that way. It's going to take time and it takes time in every aspect of your life. It's lining up your value system, what's important to you with who you are and having your money also aligned with those values. What do you mean by that? Having your money aligned with those values. Yeah, let's go. Let's go deeper there because you you just said so much, Thomas. You said so much in that we typically a lot of people look at money outside of themselves when essentially, like everything else, money is inside of you. It is an energy that you can attract. And then at the same time, if you're in a place where you want to shift your financial status where you currently are. It requires mental work. And then to say that your money has to align with your values, what do you mean by that? How, do, how does money, uh, why does money need to align with our values? And, and what are the consequences if it does not? Right. So there's two pieces to the, the values. There's the one where there's what's important to me. So, and, and maybe I'll just give a higher level example. So what I noticed in the financial services industry that what we get, what we get trained to do and what we end up talking to people about is usually the first thing that happens is you sit down with somebody and, you know, you end up in a retirement conversation. How much money do you have for retirement? We should plan your retirement. Great. That's awesome. And I'm, you know, 35 years of age. I've got a couple of kids, um, you know, where you have a mortgage and really all I really want to do, what I'd really love to do in the next 18 months is take my kids to Disneyland. How am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. And so what I found is that as I started to think about that stuff, I realized that if we actually start talking to people and, and I did this for myself and, and my wife and I, is if we actually started to focus our money on the things that were important to us and having the mindset that, you know what? No, I'm choosing not to spend money today on this because I have a greater purpose for my money. So I'll give you an example. People go to Costco. I'm sure there's lots of people out there that shop at Costco. And they go there Saturday morning to do their grocery shopping, and they end up coming home with a kayak or lawn chairs or a new television, something they didn't actually go there to buy. But they thought about it one time that, oh, I'd love to be able to do that or I'd love to have that. It was on sale and they ended up buying it. They put it on their credit card. They get their credit card bill at the end of the month and they ask the question, why is my credit card bill always so high? It's because we're not present to how our money is shaping our lives. It's not aligned to the things that we value, the things that we say are important to us. And when you do the work... To truly understand your values and what's important to you, it's really easy to not spend money on consumerism. It's really easy to be putting money away for the greater purpose of what you want to accomplish, both in the short term and the long term. And the second part of that is where do we put our money if we're going to invest? Where do we shop? Everything we do is what I like to call voting with our dollars. We vote. Our greatest influence in the world is not on election day, although it is a very (laughs) important influence. The greatest influence we have is where we spend our money. What are the companies that we support? What are the ideas we support in the world? Because there's nothing that will turn a company around quicker than a loss of sales. 
That's right. So if a company is acting in a way that you don't resonate with, don't give them your money. Don't invest in their stocks. Make sure that everything you do is aligned with your value system. And if you align your money with your values, the world changes. Mm, I love that. And, you know, in order to do that, you have to be wealthy. Now, I know that you say that you believe that abundance and wealth are so much more than money. I am passionate about people becoming wealthy so that you can do that, so you can be an influencer, so that you can be healthy, so that you can live the life and fulfill your purpose. Because, you know, I always say that no matter what it is that you're here to do, everyone has a purpose. And no matter what that is, you must have the financial resources and you must have the health in order to achieve it. So so I love what you're saying. So number one is to do the work and figure out what it is that you value. And then number two, where you put your money, how your money aligns with your value. You know, that's so very powerful, too, especially today with um, companies and companies that you support, uh, you know, there's companies that, uh, even when it comes to like my makeup, if it's not environmentally friendly, then I won't use it, you know, so I won't, won't put my money, won't put my money there. Um, okay. So tell us more about now the, the energy of, uh, actually attracting money to you, because you mentioned that, um, early on and I know the listening audience is like, how, how do you attract money? Well, for me, it's come, it's come to a place of, um, I firmly believe that if you're not, if somebody is not willing to do, put in the time and effort and energy into centering themselves on a daily basis. So, you know, I, I meditate every single morning. One of the first things I do in the morning is I find some quiet space. It's usually the same place in my house, but um, I happen to be on the road um, for a couple days here, so I'm not at home. But wherever I am, I find a quiet place, and I have a morning ritual that I go through on a daily basis to center myself and make sure that I am clear with who I am as a person, how I'm showing up in the world, and the things that I want. And that, for me, has been a game-changer in how abundance and prosperity shows up in my life. And I, and I want to just take us back because there's, there's, here's the thing. Is what, what is clients in my own practice have shaped me along the way? And I had, I had these beautiful clients. They're still, they're still clients today. They invited me to their home for dinner. And uh, everything we ate, everything we had on the table, they produced. We had salmon, we had canned salmon. They had gone out and caught the salmon themselves and they had canned it. We had um, elk sausage for dinner. They had gone out, the couple had gone out and hunted the elk, brought it home and made the sausage themselves. All of the salad, everything was grown in the backyard. All of the, uh, the canned vegetables we had were grown in their backyard. And they live in, they live in suburbia. They don't live on a farm. We had, uh, for dessert, we had apple crumble, and it was made with apples off of their tree, honey from their bees, and unfortunately, there were oats in there. I asked them where they got the oats from, and they said they had to buy them because they couldn't grow the oats. I was really angry. I was like, I can't believe that you fed me something from the store. But they, <laughs> they brought me downstairs, and they showed me all of their preserves, and you know, they sent me home with honey and some canned salmon and stuff. But what I, in that moment, I was looking at everything, and, and the first thought I had was, this is wealth. 
This is a wealth of knowledge. This is a wealth of ability to grow and prosper your own food source. Like, if anything happens in the world, I'm going to their house. Mm. Like, (laughs) they're the first people I go to. And that really started me on this journey of what is wealth. Wealth is community, it's family, it's friendships, it's knowledge, it's anything that we want to attract into our lives. Yes, money is important, but it's not everything. Because what I have also found is that once people have their basic needs met by, the, by money, it no longer becomes a focus. Other things become a focus in their lives. Community, outreach, doing other things becomes more mm-hmm. important than actual money. So money is that tool that we require, but I believe it's part and parcel with our entire mindset around our life and our thinking and our own prosperity and values and, so and you know that and that's so powerful that, that, you know i'm yep. sorry that's so that's so powerful but and at the same time though thomas you know we have people that are listening that are not at that point yet that are looking at well it is important to me right now and i am focused on money because i quote unquote don't have any and so how do we help people arrive at the point? Because I hear you, it's a progression. And when you get your basic needs met and you realize then you can move into, you know, wealth and abundance mindset, or are you saying that that's the mindset you have to have going into it? And if so, then how do you balance that while you are in the process of making that shift and attracting the money to you? I mean, let's talk to those listeners out there that are really listen- looking to us for a way, a how to begin to shift and bring more money into their lives? So, it's, <laughs> there's no one fix all. It, you know, and anybody I've worked with, it comes down to me understanding where they're at and coming up with a game plan. And obviously, there are things that are outside of, you know, the realm of day-to-day control. What sort of work are they doing? Are they passionate about the work they're doing? Is there the opportunity for them to increase their their pay? Is there the opportunity for them to uh, move on to a different job or to move into a career that they're passionate about? These, it's all kind of, you know. There's what I've what I've understood is that everything requires the time and the energy spent within and uncovering who you are. And unfortunately there is not a quick, you know, I get what you're saying. I know what you're asking. Not a quick fix. But you know what, Thomas, let's do this. I hate to interrupt you. Hold that thought because I know you're about to give us the goods right there. We got to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back. You guys are listening to Creatrix. We'll be back in just a moment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We experience all sorts of changes as we move through life, marriage, raising children, moving up the corporate ladder, and saving for retirement. To maneuver smoothly through these changes, tune in to Practical Solutions for Life with host Catherine Wilking. Through engaging guests, fun topics, and feng shui solutions, you will learn how to take charge and move from chaos to prosperity. 
Be sure to listen live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For so many years, adults and teens have experienced a breakdown in communication. It doesn't have to be like this. Listen for Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Coach Lily and her guests will tackle subjects like bullying, self-esteem issues, teen pregnancy, substance abuse, and more. It's all about getting teens and the adults in their lives to think differently. You could save a teen's life. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What makes you a success? Is it your business or career? Is it your family and social life? How do you achieve the next level in your success? Tune in to Infinite Success Radio with host Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Rachel and her amazing guests are here to encourage, inspire, and empower you to take control of your destiny and achieve the level of success you were born to reach. How do ordinary people become extraordinary? Find out with Infinite Success Radio, broadcasting live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Creatrix, creating the life you want with Amira Mondin. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to Amira, A-M-Y-R-A, at AmiraMondin.com. Now... Back to Creatrix, creating the life you want. All right. Welcome back. We are talking with Thomas DeShooter, a financial strategist and CEO of Bloom Strategies Financial Services. And, you know, during the break, Thomas and I were chatting and we recognize that we have listeners who, you know, are at that place where you don't have any money and the debt load is massive and the fear is suffocating. And Thomas, you were saying that you've been there. You've been in that place. So will you tell us about, you know, how you got out of that, how you moved from that suffocating fear and the and not having any money into, uh, you know, the man and the family man that you are today and helping people to create that wealth? Um, yeah. You know, let me just preface this with it, it all kind of sounds foo-foo. I get it. Like, when I think about what I talk about sometimes, it just kind of sounds like, yeah, sure, I'm sure that works, right? But when I reflect back on my own journey, because that's, you know, the best evidence I have is where my consciousness was, where it goes to at certain times, and how I get myself over it, if you will. And so, yeah, there's been, you know, there's been times where, you know, I was... I was a million, almost a million dollars in debt mm. on, on a mortgage. And I had two kids and my wife and cash flow was not great. And I was feeling the stress and I was, 
yeah, like the world was coming down on me. There was no savings. There was no, all I had was my next paycheck. And, and in commission sales, hopefully it was going to be enough to uh, manage another week or another month. So I know that feeling. I know the stress. And I think, you know, one of the things I said off the top was I've always been a glass half full person. And I, you know, when we talked on the break, I think what, what comes up for me is that I've always had an innate ability to calm myself down and get myself in a place of creating my life and looking for opportunities in order to get me to the next stage. And instead of spiraling, you know, downward, I would stop the action. I'd be like, okay, the shooter, stop it. It's everything's going to be fine. We're going to figure this out. Let's just look, write things down on paper, where things are at, what's going on, all of the possible contacts that I have um, in the world of my business, you know, let's look at um, all of the prospects maybe that I've talked to over the last year that I could make phone calls to, and let's get into action mm-hmm. on how I can start moving things forward. And so there's, there's this, you know, what comes to mind is there's this old saying from the Quakers, when you pray, move your feet. So I, I guess if I were to sum it up in, in reflection right now, it's come down to, you know, our thoughts are prayers. We're always praying, if you will. And that's the universe is always listening. So I just get myself into a place of it's going to be, it's going to be okay. I've always survived. I've made it this far in my life. So things have right. always worked out somehow. Right. Let's get into action on what I can do right now. What's the first thing I can do right now to move me forward into that next stage, into that place I want to be? And it's really about stopping, taking a breath. Mm-hmm. And going, okay, where am I at? Let's take a quick assessment. What have I got? What are the tools I have? What are, what are the opportunities I have? Where can I go? What can I look at? And mm-hmm. start moving forward. And not get caught up in the conversation of how bad it is, mm-hmm. how much it sucks, like whatever. You've got to leave that state of being and you've got to mm-hmm. move into a state of opportunity. And, and I know that right crazy. there, that is powerful. And, you know, if we were in person, I'd give you the microphone and let you do a mic drop right there. Because what I hear you saying is before you even move into inspired action, it's getting your thoughts in alignment with the truth of who you really are. And that is what this show is all about. Because you said that you always had that innate power. You always had it. And you had the ability to center yourself. You now purposefully... You purposefully do it on a daily basis. You meditate, you ground yourself, you visualize the things that you want, recognizing that the thoughts are being sent out, that vibration is being sent out. And then in the truth of the immutable laws, it has to come back to you and produce the very thing that you're thinking about. And now what you're saying is, and then from there, you move into inspired action or you move into taking the steps to make the changes that are in alignment with your thoughts. That is so very powerful. So thank you for, thank you for sharing that. Now tell us this, because I know in your business, once we get to this point and we're talking about taking action, you help people with a a cash flow plan and you actually have a, a 40 day prosperity plan. Tell us a little bit about that, please. Okay, so, um, yeah, one of the things we do is I, I have 
developed something called the Conscious Cash Flow Plan, and it is it starts off with the values conversation and what is important, what what are you up to in your life, what are you most proud of, what really drives you as a person, and I. For me, in working with people around money, I need to know that stuff. Mm-hmm. Going forward, it's, it's your signature. It's who you are. It's what, it's what makes life matter. And so to not focus on it and to not align everything we do around money with it doesn't make any sense to me. It's, it's like, why wouldn't we want to have that as the manifesto, if you will, for everything you do going forward? And, and if it changes, that's fine. Then we rewrite it, right? But that's who you are, and that's what's important to you, and that's how everything in your life, in my view, should be set up to operate. And it may not be all doable today, but it will be doable for you because, you know, in the back, in the back of my mind, what resonates for me most is that everything we want for ourselves and for our lives is within us. It's already been given Mm-hmm. We just have to get out of our own way to accept it. So for me, the conscious cash flow plan is the beginning process to shifting how you view money. And then there's a whole bunch of conversation after that on you know how the banking system works and how banks make money and understanding, you know, there's the there's the values conversation for yourself of how money shows up and how you view money, and then there's how money works in the world, and then you can get into the the actual you know details of how money flows around the world, and and it's a game. And once you understand the rules of the game, guess what? Then you have the opportunity to win. Try winning a game when you don't understand the rules. You can't. So you can't. That's right. No, you absolutely, you absolutely can't. So, okay, keep going. Keep going. This is good. I'm taking notes. So, uh, one of the things that, um, how much time do we, we, we've only got a couple minutes, right? We do, but you know what, but this is really good because what we're doing is, you know, we're laying the foundation for next week. So, you know, as you guys are listening, please take down the number. You can call us at one 888 because in part two, we're going to get into the tangible truths. We're going to get into the actionable items. We're going to teach you how to play the game and how to connect uh, even further and on a deeper level with Thomas. So Thomas, we have probably about four more minutes, but let's keep going with um, that conscious cash flow and uh, some of the nuggets from the 40-day prosperity plan. Okay. So um, so I'll set up for the prosperity. So I, uh, one of my trainings through, um, through Unity is, uh, was, was prosperity, right, was one of the courses. And I just completed... Uh, three. Uh, I've done 15 courses this year now to move myself towards um, uh, becoming a licensed uh, reverend, and uh, and so one of the courses was prosperity. And the first thing we had to do was the 40-day prosperity assignment, and uh, and so I you know I started this on a Monday morning, so the class was on a Sunday. The first day was on the Monday, and and it's it's a whole routine in the morning. Um, that I set up for myself based on their on what they wanted us to do. And it's 40 days, and if you miss a day, you have to start over from the beginning, right? So it's mm-hmm. all about creating a prosperity consciousness. And what what is interesting to me is what happened in my in my life. Um, so 
what we do in the morning or what I did in the morning for this program was uh, I had there was a true statement every day that we read and then we meditated on it. And then from that we would journal, you know, we had to journal on our meditation and then after that we made three lists. The first list was um, things that we either wanted to eliminate, forgive, or release from our consciousness. And then I got to either, you know, burn that list or tear it up into little tiny pieces or stamp on it, do whatever I wanted with it, but destroy that list and get it out of my consciousness. And the second was to write what I'm a demonstration of in the world. So, for example, you know, if, I want, if I'm a demonstration for love or if I'm a demonstration for continual cash flow in my life, like whatever it is, I get to say because it's my life. And the mm-hmm. third was to write six things we were grateful for. And then, um, and so that was a, a daily practice for 40 days. And so I started this on a Monday, and on a Thursday, I, uh, I was going to an event, a charitable event here in, uh, in Vancouver. And the true statement for that day was, large sums of money, big happy surprises, and rich exciting ideas come to me now under grace in perfect ways for my personal <laughs> use, and I use them wisely. Love right? it. Love it. <laughs> So I meditated on that. I go to this event in the evening, and there's an opportunity. It's uh, there's about 110 men there. It was a for it was a charity event for um, for uh, teenagers living on the streets, and so uh, there's about 110 men there. And there's an opportunity to do karaoke, and I don't do karaoke ever. Never have done it. Refuse to do it. Uh, but there's a $2,000 gift card for a men's store up for grabs. And I turn to my buddy. I go, I'm singing. He goes, really? I've got, oh, yeah, I never do karaoke tonight. I'm doing it because this year, everything that scares me, I step into. That's my, that was my rule for 2018. If, I'm, if my first thought is, no, I'll never do that, i got to do it. Okay. So I do. The song is uh, Blue Suede Shoes, and it's, all of us have to sing the same song. There's five guys that entered, and we play with a piano player. And so I don't want to go first, so I wait until somebody else filled up their name first, and then I put my name down, and the host says, all right, to somebody picking over between one and five, the guy says two. I was number two. He goes, all right, the shooter, you're up. So I have to start. Oh, off. my gosh, Thomas, wait a second. Wait a second. So you actually got up there and you, you stepped outside of your comfort zone and you're going to say. Oh, yeah, 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 full on. Oh, Thomas, and, okay, and hold what? that thought. Thomas, because you know what? We are all out of time. And okay, I want to hear the end of the story. Okay, so. Wait, we're going to pick up next week with you getting on stage singing karaoke because you're a drummer and you don't sing. And will you come back with us and give us the conclusion of that story and teach us how to play the game of money? Will you do that, Thomas? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Okay, so one thing I remember we talked about, a departing tool, right? A departing tool we want to give you guys to practice so you come back next week knowing that you're powerful. Thomas, what are we going to tell people to do in order to manifest something in their life? That a parking space? Didn't you have something with the parking space? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's here's something really simple. 30 seconds. Give it to us, Thomas. Go. Okay, so if you ever need a parking spot and you can't find one, you got to do this. Parking spot, a parking spot. Ooh, I need a parking spot. Parking spot, a parking spot. Yes, I need a parking spot. And it will show up just like that. My wife is living proof. All right, y'all. So sing that song this week and then come back to the show. Let us know how you manifested what I like to call rock star parking. We will continue with episode number two, Thomas DeShooter, Manifesting Money. Thank you so much for joining this week. Joining us this week. We will talk to you next week. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Creatrix, creating the life you want with Amira Mondin. 
Be sure to join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And remember, you have everything inside you to create the life you want. We'll be right back. 